everybody. Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. A very busy day today as we're going to continue the day with a corporate update from Elemental Altus Royalties and CEO Mr. Frederick Bell. They do trade on the Venture Exchange with ELE and on the OTCQX with ELEMF, longtime partner of the podcast. Uh, Fred, welcome back to the welcome back to MSD. Uh, you and I have been working together for a couple of years now, but I can't remember a busier time, well, maybe other than uh, the hostile takeover time, where there was a ton of news out of Elemental Altus. Uh, you know, just a, the, the, the month of July has been really busy for you guys. Yes, I think two transactions announced in, um, in the last week. Um, and uh, and uh, we had uh, earlier in the month, um, we, we bought uh, another um, part of, of the Casa Rene's royalty too. So it's uh, <clears throat> certainly, uh, I think, three, three transactions in a month is, uh, yeah, it's, it's fairly, it's fairly, uh, it's fairly active. <laughs> yeah, it is fairly active, especially in the royalty space. But let's, so since you mentioned the Casarones mine, you increased that NSR, as you mentioned. Uh, break that down with us and talk to us about, you know, the incentive to increase that royalty you, you already had and really what brought about this transaction. Well, we, um, for, for context for, for listeners, I mean, we, we've got just under half a percent. Um, royalty on Casarones now. It, it's one of our largest assets by value, um, and it's uh, and and in terms of sort of mine life and revenue as well. Um, and <laughs> we liked the asset before, and I think our view of it has improved, um, and the outlook has improved with the acquisition um, by Lundin Mining of a majority stake, and that actually closed uh, about a week after we uh, acquired a. a um, uh, more of the royalty. Um, and, and why is that the case? Well, look, in Lundin Mining, you have uh, a well-established, uh, you know, focused mining company with a track record. Uh, they have a lot of synergies um, across Chile and, and even just across the border into Argentina um, through the Candelaria mine and the projects at um, Filo, Jose Maria and NGX. So we, we think that they'll be able to um, get the most out of it, not just in the short term operationally, but but also going forward in terms of exploration um, and really bringing their technical expertise um, they've honed over the years to bear. And Casarones hasn't had a lot of exploration focus recently. Um, and then in the medium to longer term as well, some of the infrastructure and, and capital synergies uh, that we think will be there um, through through their investment. So. It's a, it's a material, you know, it's a major deal for them. Um, and, and for us, it, if anything, it just improves the outlook for the royalty and uh, makes it even more attractive. Uh, I'm wondering if you can kind of break down the terms of that acquisition for me because it was something that I uh, maybe struggled to understand because you, you mentioned you purchased new shares of SLM California for that consideration. Um, yeah, the, and, the easiest way to probably explain it is, is there's effectively a holding company um, okay. and um, that, that the royalty is paid to. And uh, we um, are a shareholder in that royalty company. Um, and, uh, and, and so the royalties effectively flow through. And so what we did is we increased our position in that company, which increased our effective share of the royalty. 
Okay. Uh, so that in, that NSR interest increased from point three, excuse me, point zero three percent to point four seven three percent through this time. It's still broken up. There's a couple uh, big royalty holders uh, within the Casaroni's project. You know, before we kind of leave this, Fred. I mean. Was it going to take, I mean, was really Lunding Mining coming in as the major operator of this mine that really was maybe the catalyst to have you interested in increasing that royalty for Elemental? Well, it's, it's actually the second time we've interest, increased our interest in the Castorano's royalty, um, and we mm. did so earlier this year. So I think we, we as we've got to know the asset better, and um, Richard was able to do a site visit there in December last year, um, and uh, I think as we've got to know the asset better and, and um, uh, followed its progress, I think we've become more um, positive on it. And, um, and, you know, we liked it before, we liked it even more. And then the acquisition um, of the majority stake by Lundin, and I think a, a lot of what they've talked about publicly in terms of the exploration upside and some of the potential they can see there, um, look, it just reinforced our view um, that, that this is an asset that, you know, it can, it's going to be a, a long life, I think, generational asset. Um, and, and for a big copper royalty with a really good operator, um, you don't get many of those. So it was a, it was a opportunity for us to increase uh, royalty that's already important for us. Okay. Uh, so let's take a step across, to, <laughs> across the ocean back into Africa and talk about uh, this uh, deal in Mali with Allied Gold Corporation. Uh, again, I mean, you're, you're starting to show the uh, uh, kind of the the levels of Elemental Altus royalties outside of just the royalty acquisition here. So, talk to us about the Deba project and really what this was all about for the company. Yeah, so this was the largest and most advanced project we had in the portfolio. And um, the, the transaction that we did, uh, which was announced um, uh, just about a, a week ago today, um, and, and I think um, we saw earlier this week then um, Allied Gold, who acquired it, uh, announced um, the, their financing, I think $250 million financing and, and uh, planned listing um, as well. So I think it sort of coincided with that and ultimately... What we had is 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 a sort of six hundred call it a six hundred and fifty thousand ounce um, project um, adjacent to Allied's flagship Sadiola mine, and Sadiola historically it's a, it's a ten million ounce mine. Um, it's a large part of it sulfides. Uh, it's currently been mining on from the oxide basis, and what we've done is we've converted our project there into. Uh, upfront and stage cash payments of, of up to 6 million US. But the main part is a 3% royalty on the addition, uh, first 226,000 ounces from identified resource uh, project at Deba, um, and and then a, an ongoing uncapped 2% royalty. And that is the real value for us. Um, and mm. you know these two licenses are now going to be part of a 10 million ounce operating gold mine. Um, with a sort of order of magnitude billion dollar mining company. Um, there's, uh, I think for us, Allied have said they're aiming to get it into the mine plan as quickly as possible, um, i.e. starting next year. 
And um, that could be paying us orders of magnitude, sort of 5 million US in, in 24 and 2025 in royalty revenue, excluding the $6 million in cash payments. Um, and that's from the initial identified indicated um, resource um, at, at Deba. So I think beyond that, there's every potential as Ally drill it out and as they improve, um, upgrade it from inferred. I think there's every potential that that royalty continues to pay us going forwards. And our view is that Allied are best placed understand the geology. It's 12 to 15K from their mill. Um, it's a long strike from some of their resources. So I think our view is they have the financial and technical capability to really make the most out of it. And yeah. in addition, they can get it into cash flow earlier than anyone else can. So, you know, I think the question we ask is not what is the value of the 6 million in, in stage payments, but really what is the value of that royalty that should pay us, you know, order of magnitude 10, 12 million US um, sort of to the end of 2025. Um, what is that going to be worth going into the future? Um, and I think that could be a really material royalty for us um, in the future if, if Allied are able to um, upgrade that inferred resource and, and keep adding to it as well. Uh, Fred, correct me if I'm wrong, but was the Deba project uh, something of... Alt, was it within the Altus portfolio before the merger with Elemental? Yeah, that's correct. And um, okay. it's actually it's sort of unique in the Altus portfolio in that it's the really the, the, the project that they had drilled um, unusually and, and done more work on. And um, it, uh, <clears throat> I think for us, we're at a point in the market where cash is king. And mm -hmm. we're at a point in the market where there are a lot of good companies who are trading at discounts, significant discounts to where they have been in the last two years. And for us to be able to um, really, I think, A, outsource the ongoing expenditure and maintenance on the projects, but B, also put it into the hands of, uh, you know, an operator who's producing over 350,000 ounces a year across their mines. Um, they have their own drill rigs um, and put this you know, it's now part of a 10 million ounce mine. I think the opportunity for us to get that and, and get a royalty and crystallize the value on it, um, that is, is is hugely valuable for us. And I think as Allied um, go through, which they're doing now, the listing process and um, their technical reports come out and their presentations, I think we will be able to uh, show more and talk more about um, about about Sadiola um, and our royalties there. Uh, but it's it's certainly something that you don't often get to uh, have a royalty on part of a 10 million ounce operating mine. So I think for us, uh, that, that really does have the potential to be material moving forwards. Yeah. Well, and I think this news really highlights the diversification of uh, value that this merger has brought between Elemental and Altus, um, because it's I think it's a level that perhaps Elemental as a, I, I, th I think it's safe to say that a level that Elemental didn't have in its prior, in, in its prior role. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, we have been saying, I think, since we did the merger, that we, we saw some, uh, you know, there was some real material, uh, call it hidden value in the portfolio mm -hmm. um, from assets like this. And um, I think that once Allied uh, are a publicly listed company, and they have a they have a website and they have all the accompanying information. 
that is in the public domain. I, I think it will be easier for us to demonstrate the value of that royalty and of the deal we've done with them. And we're certainly looking forward to um, following their progress there as they develop the, the, major, the main resource um, and also um, explore going forwards. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of like this is a good transition into the most recent news out this week. And, uh, Fred, I, I, I got to love you. I, I get really happy when I see uh, good people I know uh, doing work together. And that was the case with not only you and Elemental Altus, but also with ANS Exploration. I know uh, that group pretty well as well. Great guys. Um, you know, you you executed a sale and purchase agreement for Ethiopian uh, projects there uh, with ANS. Talk to us more about what uh, that project is in Ethiopia. And I mean, it's not without its jurisdictional risk right now. So maybe also kind of cover that ground for us. Yeah, so the project's in northern Ethiopia. Um, it's, it's a highly prospective region. Um, there is a, um, I think it's relatively well known that there has been a Newmont discovery there um, for a while. I, I don't think the numbers on it are public. Um, but Certainly, um, from Newmont's exploration on licenses just to the south of where our projects were, um, that there's been some very material results. The question is, as you say, I think access to the project and, and when you can safely explore and operate um, there. And I think for us, again, it comes back to the perspective of we are not getting value for some of these assets in our portfolio. Um, in, in actual fact, we're probably getting discounted because of the ongoing um, cost and investment that we're putting into them. And really, in this market, it makes sense to partner with good quality groups. And that is good quality from a technical perspective, who ANS are, but also good quality in terms of financial capability, which is really important in this market. And both Allied and ANS um, were private companies. Um, but in both cases, we felt they were really well-qualified counterparties to take these projects forward. And for us, as you know, in both cases, majority of our upside is through the royalty. For us to have the best possible um, you know, chance of getting maximum value out of those. Um, so it's, it's not really in these situations about the cash up front. The cash up front is a great cost recovery. Um, in some cases, it's it's more even than we're spent on the projects today, but the real value will be in the royalty, and will be in you know the expiration success um, that we have optionality on going forwards. So I think again, um, you you sort of hit the nail on the head. It is about partnering with good quality groups and people, and um, and it's always a pleasure when we can do that, and that's the case with Allied and with ANS. Uh, Fred, does does Elemental have a somewhat of a, a checklist uh, protocol when it goes out to uh, you know uh, uh, vending these projects out and working with people? How does that work? I mean, because obviously Allied, you mentioned it didn't seem like Allied was the only group in the deal in Mali that was interested, but yet Allied was the ones that that was able to get the deal done. And you just did a nice job of speaking about ANS exploration. What, how, how does Elemental go about really kind of, um, you know, filtering out the companies you want to work with? Well, it's, it's uh, look, it's, it's partly, I think, a reflection of where we are in the market and the cycle. And for seasoned mining investors, I think it's, it's, it's not the easiest market for 
groups and companies to raise money. Um, and so for us, I think, you know, over time through the network and, and through the team, um, you know, we, we, we know a lot of the companies and a lot of the regional uh, groups that are active. And I think we can, in some cases, sort of selectively approach the groups who, who we think we could, you know, have a sensible win-win arrangement with. Um, and um, in the case of, of ANS, uh, their you know, particular focus is on the Arabian Nubian Shield. Um, and actually one of the team members at ANS um, has previously done work for us as well. Um, so it's you know helpful again in terms of relationships there. Um, and in the case of Allied in Mali, um, there were some really, I think, strong synergies uh, you know, between our assets with high-grade near-surface oxide and, and their plant very nearby, um, you know, essentially, you know, with the ability to, to feed that oxide in um, sort of early in the mine plan. So it is a case-by-case basis, but you know, we are trying to make sure these assets are going into the best possible hands. All right. Uh, all right. So a busy month of July for Elemental Altus Royalties. Fred, I know you and I will be speaking a few times this fall during the conference season. Uh, we will see if we need to connect in between now and then. But uh, uh, it's been a busy summer for you all. So happy to reconnect with any more news down the pipeline. So thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, appreciate it, Trevor. That's Frederick Bell of Elemental, Altus Royalties, everybody. They trade on the Venture Exchange with ELE and on the OTCQX with ELEMF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.